The current spoiler warning level is, Deep Crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Deep Crimson. Uh, I considered doing like a split spoiler warning through this one because we do, um, we're talking about a machine and successors from Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. And there's a, sort of a season one, season two divide, but we kind of talk about plot stuff throughout. And ultimately, if you haven't seen through the end of Iron-Blooded Orphans, you probably shouldn't listen to this episode. Um, we also talk about some stuff from the recent release mobile game. I believe it's Iron-Blooded Orphans G is the name of it. Anyway, um, it's a good conversation, and uh, I hope you'll join us if it's not spoilery for you. If it is, though, just take care of yourself and enjoy the rest of your day. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista in G. Uh, I'm, I'm cold. <laughs> and I'm Six Detmar. Uh, I'm Dylan. I'm also cold. Uh, I had a... I, uh, so, I had my alarm go off before this, right? But I I actually needed the multi-stage alarm uh, uh-huh. this time. I'm able, I'm able to set it myself, right? I'm able to wake up and be like, this isn't going to work, and set a little timer before I fall back asleep. Uh-huh. Um, and... In the time between waking up the first time and waking up the second time, I had a dream that I was an intern at the WWE, and it was fucking hell on earth. Uh, here, hold on. Let me show you what it looks like for my alarms when, uh... So, so you can know, like, how, uh, Somehow I still manage uh, the miracle of being able to sometimes sleep through when we were supposed to record. Uh, these are all for Mechanista. And sometimes I will just somehow systematically turn all of them off if I am tired enough. That's seven alarms over the course of half an hour. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also my P Bandai section, which is similar in having a lot, like, every every couple of minutes. Uh, that's so I can make sure I get my P Bandai stuff with, uh, you know, when it comes out. Um, why is my phone running? Oh, that's why my phone's running hot, because it's been playing videos from insecure live camera feeds this whole time. That's pretty cool. I found a website that does that, uh, Insecam, and it's just a big index of, oh, hey, look, it's insecure cameras. One of the few times I've seen a For You thing on my Twitter that was actually interesting and didn't make me angry, uh, and I was like, oh, that sounds like my niche, and so I just sat in bed earlier because I've been, like, manic and like weird brain today uh sat in my bed just staring at different like insecure camera things like oh i wonder if i will see a creature or something in the woods here where there's just a random camera in the woods um i don't know it's a it's neat i i I do find stuff like that neat um but yeah uh one of them one of them is in specifically like a box like little house that is meant for flying squirrels in japan uh robots <laughs> robots robots uh it's a special week as in we're gonna we're gonna do two 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 special listener request episodes well yeah they're they're so i have a subset of the normal listener requests which are just ones that have been on here for a while because it's like you know sometimes the way the dice work is just that 
uh, someone made a request like a year and a half ago, and it's still here, and I feel bad about that. So, subset. Yay! I'm gonna roll a die here. Okay, well, I rolled a one. So we're picking, we're getting literally the oldest thing on the list. What is the oldest thing on the list? This is the ASW-G-66. ASWG-66, wait a minute, what? I feel like I should know that. A- decent odds. ASWG... I don't know how much time you spend thinking about this, but, you know. That's big. Uh, ASW. What the fuck is ASW again? Is that... Okay, is well, that you're really IBO? Lost, huh? No, that's IBO, Yeah, right? that's IBO. That's IBO. Okay, um... I mean, it's a Gundam frame, then. Right, okay, yeah, because ASWG... 66... Okay, uh, I don't know what it is, but I bet if I look up 66 Demon Ars Goshia, it'll pull it up. I bet if I cheat and look up the answer, Yay! it'll tell me the answer. It's, Correct. Yeah, it's Kamaris, okay. Look, you were gonna tell me anyway if I didn't know. Sure, but that's not, like, it's not, I like, just an think achievement. It's funny. I, I was using this to segue into the trivia about these suits, which is to say... That their numbers match up to the Ars Gosha here. Okay, but you don't need to shout. It's okay. I'm not shouting. I am just defending myself. Uh, anyway, number 66 is Kamaris, so I'm assuming this I'm is I'm just Kamaris. saying, of, of all the people I edit, you have the highest dynamic range. I did Don't <laughs> be mean me. Alright, alright, whatever. Uh, Kamaris, though. Kamaris. I do love the Kamaris. So, let's talk about the Kamaris. Um, the Kamaris is... A Gundam from IBO, um, that much obvious. Uh, it is the one owned by the Bauduin family. It is their heirloom. It is piloted primarily by Galio, actually only by Galio. I don't know why I said primarily. Um, and this is a Gundam designed by Ipe, uh, Ipe Kiyobu. Now, of all of Ipe's designs, I will admit this is probably my least favorite of his designs. I don't hate the Kamaras, but it's definitely one I don't actually like very much. Now, all the later... You just said you liked it. I don't like it very much, though. I didn't say I dislike it. I just said I don't like it very much, Six. That's not... Like, there's nothing... There's no inconsistent thing there. I mean, sure, but at this point it's just like, oh, because Dylan likes everything. Dylan likes the fucking Bound Dock. Dylan has no standards. Hold on! A lot of people like the Bound Dock, as we learned after that episode. I mean, sure, you know, listen, a lot of people like dog shit. I'm not sure why, it's weird, but... You're so mean to me. Um, I... I mean, like, the thing about the Kamaras, I don't hate it, it's just, out of all the Gundam friends, though, probably, like, my least favorite. Um, which is interesting, because I normally really like Ipe's designs, but... Uh, I, I just don't like the head. It's really only the yeah, head. Yeah, the, he- the, the head is not my favorite. It's, that's the thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, passive language is not my favorite. It's, when Dylan does it, everyone make fun of Dylan. When Six does it, it's fine. I see. Okay, I don't, like, I don't go, I, I like it, but I don't like it. I just say what I feel, which is, I'm not a big fan. Overall, I like elements of this design. The thing is, I can't help it. I'm the person who... Even when I don't necessarily, like, love a design, I will try to see if, like, there are things I like, which there are on this design, which we will talk about. So, first things first. Starting with the head, the my least favorite part of this suit. Mm-hmm. We have a very tall Gundam head. It is like it is wearing 
kind of a hat. Um, the thing I don't like about this head, though, is it has, on the top of the hat, it has, like, this wedge in there that is a bunch of, like, angular parts. Like, it's got a, you know, upside-down, like, pentagonal shape on the front of it, and then it, you know, it, it's this weird angled, like, squarish mess, which feels weird because the rest of the head is really rounded. Like, again, it feels like a hat. Uh, so it's a really weird, like, thing to just have on the top of the head. Um, it doesn't have a camera on it or anything either. Or, well, it, does, it has a camera it's on the back. backwards. Yeah, it's yeah. only a camera on the back. On the front, there's no camera because the Mohawk camera is more on the forehead of this design. So as you move down, you get, like, a bunch of little cuts in the head alongside uh, four Vulcans, which actually, that is an element I think is neat. I do like that it has four head Vulcans. I just like when they have, you know, a non-standard number of Vulcans. I um, don't think they're Vulcans, oh, though. right? Yeah, sorry. These are apparently flashbang launchers, right? I think these actually do get used in the anime as such as well. I can't remember for yeah. sure. But, um, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that for certain. But I'm looking at the line art for the head, and it is see, showing it launching what clearly looked like, you know, like what, on a human we would assume like a 40 millimeter like grenade shell. And I'm like, that's not a Vulcan. Yeah. Huh. The worst part is when we look at like the inner frame of the head. There, I think the inner frame of the head looks great. Like, uh, like because yeah. you mentioned the line art there. Yeah, those are yeah okay. Those are yeah flashbangs. Interesting. So it's got it four, like four flashbangs in the head. Still like it though, because again, it's just one. It's doing something cool with like the head Vulcan idea, and two, it is four of them, and I just think that's an appealing amount. Um, you have a yellow camera in the forehead, uh, along with a forehead jewel. They're kind of embedded into the hat, though, with how this is designed. Uh, it also mm -hmm. has two V fins protruding out of the sides of the uh, hat as well, um, on the front part. Um. You have a bunch of little bits of detail as it wraps around, like on the cheek area, you have like little vents there. Uh, and then in the middle, you have a little Gundam face. Um, it is a single vent Gundam face. Still has the chin strap, though the chin strap face and head are all the same color. They're all this, uh, they're not, they're not quite white. They're like a really, really bright, like lilac-y purple. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also dark purple, like on the, uh, forehead jewel and on the, uh, around the back, uh, Mohawk camera for lack of a better term for that. Um, yeah, and then uh, you've got two yellow eyes. Um, it does have, like, the ring around the eyes, like the classic Gundam ring around the eyes, though. Because this is Ipe, he did do a little bit more detail on them than you usually get. Mm -hmm. Which, I Ipe loves doing, like, fancy faces like this. Um, and then, uh, no, no real details on the back. You've just got, like, a little bit of a divot in the back of the head there, like, right behind the neck area. Um, you know, theoretically, so that, like, that's armor that, like, if the head wanted to look up, it would just, you know, be a separate armor piece. Um, right, right. But, yeah, uh, the head is my least favorite part of this design, but I will say, I mentioned it earlier, uh, when I look at the line art for the head there, like, the, um, the frame of it, it looks like a really cool futuristic, like, version of the, um, of the Elgai Mark II or something. And I love the head there. Hmm. Well, I think I like... Here's the thing. I think what I've realized in just talking about this here even, is when I look at this, it's not the hat that I'm bothered by. It's that wedge in the middle of the head. If the hat just looked like that, I think I'd be fine with it. 
Yeah, I think it's in general the armor over the over the head because I think there are other parts of that armor layer that I don't think look great. Also, but I just I don't know how much of that ties to like having the like. Well, I don't know. Either way, though, uh, like all good IBO suits, uh, you do have some exposed uh, pistons and whatnot on the neck going into the torso, and then of course the torso itself. Uh, pretty standard IBO style Gundam torso as well. Uh, you know, you've got like the cockpit hatch on the top in the middle mm-hmm. you've got uh just the armor covering what is the gundam frame there and then the gundam frame it's the gundam frame so it looks like that the only real thing with the armor that's unique about it is instead of having chest vents it just has a bunch of little slits in the chest um it also doesn't really have much of a it doesn't really have a backpack it just has the thrusters embedded in the torso it does have a separate backpack that is an optional part set we'll talk about but um like the default torso it's just kind of all one thing Mm-hmm. Um, for the arms, these are a part I actually quite like. Uh, you have these really large, rounded shoulders, uh, big pauldrons, uh, that, um, on the top of them, they have this, like, little round, uh, circular piece, and what that is, is the tops of these pop up, and it launches, uh, little slash discs, which, I mean, they're, they're exactly what they sound like. They are little, like, shuriken-like uh, discs that it fires it uses they are electromagnetically launched so they launch out oh it's fast. like wild wild west okay uh what it's like wild wild west i haven't seen wild wild west in 20 something years like me either when it came out i don't remember anything in that film i remember a big okay. mechanical spider all right that's good enough that's fine that's not that doesn't help me no you have to explain it you have to explain it you can't just well, there's, uh, there's, like, homing buzzsaws that fly. Okay, that's helpful. Look, I just wanted to know what you were referencing. I know, and I wanted to not tell you. It's <laughs> so rude. <laughs> uh, you're talking about my pitch going up and down, or, like, my, my, my loudness, and then you pick on me and expect this to not happen? Wow. That's the hyperbolic time, tra- time chamber of podcasting. Hyperbolic time See, chamber. listen, you see, as I say ridiculous things, my volume really doesn't increase. Uh, I, on the other hand, am a very volatile emotional person, <laughs> so my volume changes all the time, damn it. Um, alright, uh, but yeah, uh, I do like the discs, though. They're just little shurikens that launches out of the top of the shoulder, which is kind of a neat idea. I always like shoulder weapons. Uh, the other thing I like on these, though, is out of the side of the shoulders, you have these really big thruster binders, uh, that stick out, and they have, like, a bit of movement on them. They can, like, move outward to, like, slow down or, like, move, you know. They, it, mm. By default, they're pointing straight down, but they can move out if necessary, too. So they can be used yeah. for different directional movement. I just like the way these binders look like sticking out of the shoulder a lot. Uh, that, I, they're neat. Yeah. I always like the like the overhang style, like, you know, pieces of, of, of armor or, you know, in this case, armor with utility. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just a it's just a cool look that that mobile suits don't use often enough. Yeah. Especially just like the way it hangs like, yeah, it hangs really low, like below the bicep and then you have the two wings so the wings themselves actually go down further than the arm does even with mm-hmm. the long ibo style fingers uh for the arm nothing too exciting uh the upper bicep is just armored the lower bicep again nothing really exciting you have a bit of elbow armor and you have like a little bit of exposed frame at the wrist as well as the uh joint but that's really it um and then the hands they're just just ibo hands um mm-hmm. For the skirts, uh, you have a big wedge of a front crotch area, um, you know, big bump of armor sticking out of the middle top. 
You've got two front skirts uh, that have little like triangular details at the top of them. They're just two front movable skirts. Again, nothing really too special there. Uh, the side skirts have little slits in the bottom, so this could be construed as like thrusters and or something. Uh, the rear skirt is like a big tailplate. I do like the design of the rear skirt too, but I always like when they have like a big tailplate. But it it looks kind of like buggy in the way that I mm-hmm. like. Um, yeah. And it also has a little handle that pops out for the uh, uh, what is this weapon called? The combat knife uh, that mm-hmm. it has. So. Um, the legs are also a part I really like. So the, the upper thighs are just like simply armored. Uh, there's not like too much going on with those for the lower legs though. You've got these really big, thick lower legs, uh, separated knee armor. You've got these like really like where the joints are on a Gundam, you have really big circular armor. And then like you have a front half of armor and a back half of armor. And these have thrusters on like the front below the knee and then on the back also. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing that these do that's really cool is the reason they're designed this way is that they split open. And I like this a lot. Um, this is, the, like, one of the things I really like on this design. Uh, and, like, some of the other Kamaruses we'll talk about um, is that the legs can split open into, like, a flight mode because it has these, like, really big thrusters in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I like the way that these legs go. I think it's really cool. Um, it's a really neat use of also... Um, it's it's a neat way of like using the inner frame to its advantage being like well we know that this kit like when we release a kit of this it's going to have a solid inner frame because that's like what these are all built on so what if i made the armor that is hanging off this inner frame do something cool like it's something that accepts the conceit of what it's designed around which is what i really like about it Mm -hmm. like this is something that only exists because i think the of the inner frame conceit this is not like a gimmick you would like have necessarily if something was just planned as like just a robot you know um, well i mean there's uh, we've seen this before i can't i i'm having trouble placing exactly where unfortunately but like we have already on this show covered this on a design that wasn't from this setting and didn't have this that's like, true conceit. but it, i guess it's less likely to come up though without uh, like yeah. especially on something that is being made as a main animated suit for a model kit i guess sure. is also the specific thing like that they know is going to get a model and that they know they have to animate because I, I know that, like, these kinds of functions are common on a lot of non-animated suits also. Um, you know, like, hell, even, like, the uh, legs on the Heisenthal, for instance, have, like, lots of splits, uh, like, split-open parts and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, nevertheless, I quite like this. Uh, the feet also, like, you know, the the toes point all the way down, and, the, and they kind of, like, fold up with the heel. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um... So that's the base Kimaris design. Um, I feel like one of the things just, you know, this is basically every design in IBO. Well, not quite, but certainly every Gundam in IBO. Um, I really dislike the torso to waist connection. It just looks weird to me. Oh, see, it's I, so narrow. I adore it. Um, I always like the weird torso to waist connections, though. I mean... Uh, for a person who does a different yet similar thing that I happen to be talking about earlier, uh, it's like how I love Nagano's, like, weird waists. I mean, they look more armored, so you probably would like those more, but I love, like, these weird, you know, or, uh... I just don't like the size difference. That's fair. I see, I think the size difference is what makes it look cool for me, I think is the thing. But that's, you know, taste. I don't know, maybe it's just too much time in Gundam Breaker, where it always feels like I'm fucking up using these parts. Oh, see, I... Oh, I use these all the time in Gundam Breaker, because I like I like nailing that effect. Um, 
Well, here we are, I guess. Like I said, it's just different tastes. Uh, you know, because there are people who hate it on, like, Nagano's designs or, like, you know, the Hyakushiki Crash here, which is trying to emulate a Nagano design by doing the same kind of thing of having this, you know, really thin armored kind of, like, waist connection. So, first of all, I think that looks great. But also, it doesn't do the thing. Like, the, the waist, the, the point where the waist connects to the torso is of similar width. Uh, I guess that's true. It's still really thin in the middle, I guess, is, like, why... Like, sure, sometimes it's sure, but that's fine, like as that. long as it tapers naturally. The thing the thing is that it literally, like, there is no tapering. It tapers down, and then suddenly it is just white again. That's f- That is the thing that gets me. That's fair. I think the IBO designs themselves tend to work well with this, but, again, uh, just different different tastes yeah. i mean it's it's certainly the you know it's the look they're going for you know it's not an accident but yeah i just don't know that it works for me that's fair um another design that uses this because you brought up gundam breaker uh, is one of my main customs but again it's going into barbados legs which are also meant to do that whereas i imagine mm-hmm. that trying to mix those with non other gundam frame suits would probably be a little messy um though yeah uh so Talking about this design, though, uh, one of its optional equipments is the booster unit, and that's basically a backpack, so I'll quickly talk about that. It's basically just two large thrusters on the back uh, that plug into the back middle. You've got, like, the central piece, which is where, you know, what actually plugs into the back, and that's got, like, a like a, an array of, like, little vents in the middle pointing downward. And then it's got two large binders that are able to, like, kind of move independently. It, just two large thrusters. They are an interesting design because, like, the binders themselves can rotate, right? And you can see mm-hmm. that. And they have a thruster on the side. But then if you look at the bottom, where the large, like, main thruster is sticking out of, those themselves can also bend up and down. Which I think is kind of neat. Uh, it's just n- neat that it has all the, those points of artic- articulation. Um, I can see that actually being useful, because sometimes, like, if you needed to rotate the backpack, but it would collide with the shoulders or something, you could, you mm-hmm. know, still move it even further yeah like to have it pointing like directly you know back i feel like i would like it to have more of a defined it has a little bit of venting on the top of the the booster but i would like it to have more like defined like clear big one because then i could also easily see using it like oh you're changing the angle of the top part to better catch air for intake yeah but you don't want it to affect the angle of your thrust couldn't find a quick reference of someone posing it with like the the thrusters like all the way out but you can see them a bit out here they can actually go like mm-hmm. 90 degrees on the kit though which is kind of fun hmm. or not quite 90 but they can go pretty far here uh here's like the back and forward that they have mm-hmm. so quite a bit um, yeah that's good uh but yeah um so the Kamaras, um this has a couple of weapons uh, that we've already mentioned. I mentioned the slash disc. I mentioned the combat knife. Didn't really describe it. It doesn't really use it a lot, I don't think. It's not what I associate as being this thing's melee weapon, because it has a different right. weapon for that. Um, but it does have a foldable combat knife, which is, you know, meant to be, like... It, 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 it's fine. It works. It's, like, just a little fold-out knife. Uh, the actual weapon that matters on this is the Gungnir. Gungnir. Ugh. Uh, which is uh, its main weapon, which is a big lance. Uh, it just looks mm-hmm. like a big medieval lance. Um, it does have two 120mm cannons inside of it as well, so it does have two, like, you know, cannons that it can fire. But also, it is a lance, and this thing is meant to be a high-mobility machine that basically stabs something and goes through it. 
which I think is <laughs> kind of funny considering certain conceits with the set, not even conceits with the set, certain laws in the setting that are like, ah, oh, we don't want things that are too penetrative, but this is a whole mobile suit that is designed around legally doing that. Because <laughs> that's the whole problem with the, uh, the Dine Slaves, is that they are legal because of... I mean, it's not because they stab good. It is because they can penetrate through, like, the, the armor frames of mobile suits, though. And I would say, well, like, all the way through. Because a lot of the times, they use smashy weapons and whatnot that are inelegant, but I don't think they, like... I, I thought the whole point of the Dineslife thing was, one, we don't want something that can easily go through our nanolaminate armor, and two, we don't want something that can go through our ships. This is a machine that basically is able to do that by but, j- jabbing you with a giant lance. But, I mean, it, I, the, 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 the important thing is from a great range. Like I guess it, this, you point, have to have like, the mobile suit actually in physical range to stab, yes, as opposed to uh, like, a, a long distance away, because we know that... There's, there's no implication that the Barbatos's katana is a war crime. That's fair. It's also not very good at cutting, though. Well, sure. Uh, part of that being that he doesn't know how to use a sword, though, which I, lo- I do love that bit about the show. He just doesn't understand how swords work, because he uses a club normally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then we mentioned, though, uh, it has, you know, the leg boosters, it does have the flashbangs in the head, and it has the Kamara's booster. So yeah, nothing really else equipment-wise for this. Uh, yeah, so this is used by Galio early on, um, after his, I believe the, his, um, does he even get trashed his, uh, greys, or, I can't remember, no, because, uh, the, the greys part that they stole is because they me- messed up the arm on, uh, McGillis's greys, so, I guess, like, just, yeah, Galio just, um, he, he stops using his greys, uh, to use this later on, though, and then, uh, he gives his greys to, uh, Ayn, and then he gets to be in the Kamaris, uh, which, it's kind of funny, though, because we already know he has an affinity for lances anyway, because his, uh, Graze has the custom, uh, his Schwalp Graze has the, uh, custom lance attachment for the rifle, which I think is mm-hmm. also fucking cool, because I love me a shot lancer, I love me lances, um, I- Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's also a, a pretentious pretty boy who thinks, who, who basically likes the, the iconography of the lance, and, you know, the- higher classes writing down on the lower from above, you know? I mean, very he, much his look, vibe. Uh, wow, okay. Uh, look, I think Galio has some growth, but yeah, he does sure, start that He sure. does start that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're talking he about really where he is by the time he's not the piloting thing. the suit anymore, yes. <laughs> look, he really believes in it, is it's the true. problem. he really does. This is the problem. Uh, poor, poor, that's the thing about everyone that McGillis manipulates, is he didn't manipulate any of the bastards, he manipulated all the people that did believe in the system, but, like, are a bunch of, like, children who are naive and stupid. Which I think is kind of funny, but also, like, damn, man. Raw deal on that. Bastards are harder harder to manipulate, I think. I guess that's the problem, right, is all the adults in Gallarhorn, all the, I mean, you know, Galio's an adult, but you know what I mean, like, the people in charge... Uh, the parents and whatnot, who are, like, the heads of all these families, they're definitely much harder to manipulate versus someone idiotic like Eok, who even Rustle manipulates, too. So, you know. Um, look, I like Ivio, but... I, 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 it is, it is, admittedly, Galio's a bastard when we first meet him, it's just by the end of the show, I do really like him, so it's hard, it's hard for me to be like, oh, right, he just starts the show as just some asshole who's like, no, I am a knight, and I'm going to take down these uncouth vagabonds, because that's the kind of person he is. Yep. 
Um, but yeah. Uh, this, though, gets an upgrade, and I think it's an upgrade in so many ways, which is the Kamaris Trooper. Uh, so the Kamaris Trooper is a pretty major uh like upgrade it is meant for terrestrial use whereas obviously with the design of the original it is definitely way more for space use um uh also before we leave the original kamar shout outs to uh always look even with a design i don't like uh always make sure to look at ife's art on the page he has a cool headshot of it which i think looks great and also i love the little sds that he drew of it where they are just saying yeah <laughs> for some reason Look at these little guys. They're great. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, though. The Kamaris Trooper. Uh, this is the terrestrial use upgrade uh, used by Galio in the second half of the series. Or in the second half of the first season, I should say. Not the series. Um, and yeah, the Kamaris Trooper. Uh, so, going over this design. Uh, the head has now become like a night helmet all the way. And it looks fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite features of this suit is this head. It looks so much better. Yeah. So it's got, it still has like a big mohawk on it, um, but it no longer has a hat. It has a big blade looking mohawk that looks almost, it's funny because the head looks like a knight head, but what this actually looks like to me, the head itself looks like a halberd. Because it's got like yeah. the blade on the top, it's got like a little pick like blade on the back, and then going with like the face, it's like the front edge, like the axe edge of the halberd. It looks but I cool. Think... I think very intentionally, that's only from the side. Front on, it looks more knightly. Yeah, front on, this looks not just like a knight mask, but almost like a gladiator mask, because it's got, like, the uh, weird, like, little holes drilled into the front of the mask, mm -hmm. which I think looks really cool and striking. Um, it, it, it's basically a completely new head, though, in design. It is just its own new head. Yeah, so from the side, it looks like a halberd. From the head, uh, from the head-on shots from the front, you've got... It still has, like, a V-fin, you know, on the forehead area. No longer has a forehead jewel, though. It doesn't bother with that anymore. Just, it's, like, almost all armor on the head. And the way the mask goes, though, the mask... Is, so it doesn't even have, like, a Gundam face mask anymore because the way the mask is applied is it's part of, like, the forehead, like, the armor. It's just, like, it comes down from that armor and covers the face. Um, mm -hmm. And we know that there's no face underneath it. It's just the eyes and me mechanical parts. So it's not like, you know, there's not like a secret Gundam head underneath. They've just removed that part completely. Um, it does have these like little cheek vents that are like really close to the uh, the mask covering the face uh, that are like these almost like flat disc. It's, it's almost like a flat like frisbee like, you know, uh, set of cheeks there. It's mm -hmm. really cool though. I just love this head. Um, one of my favorite Gundam heads in IBO. Um moving on to the torso uh other changes so again very similar in shape you've got like the same cockpit hatch uh the, the lower armor of the torso has now been colored white though and it actually strips away some of the shoulder armor it doesn't have any armor on the collar anymore um instead it just has like some like like chest armor uh on the sides of the torso and then going to the back um still kind of has more of an integrated backpack so i'll just mention it uh you know it's just two thrusters that are like part of the armor part of the torso mm -hmm. armor um it does have like just the slit style vents still uh though they are now ver vertical slits instead of like the three horizontals um well and also they pop open right if needed which uh, uh we'll talk about that in a bit <laughs> right but i think combined the fact that they can open and the, the way that means they get drawn makes them look more like like a medieval like helm visor yeah yeah i could see that um 
it's it's really neat and i do like that because this is a terrestrial mobile suit and it doesn't it's not like it has to worry about attacks from above so it kind of makes sense that it wouldn't have like armor on the above area if you're lightning to do speedy attacks on the ground especially because we know this is a speedy suit and we'll we'll talk about it the arms definitely a lot more simple uh you only have the bare minimum of shoulder armor so you can actually see the gundam frame shoulders because the gundam frames themselves have shoulder armor that's like this just like little square latch um and it's kind of interesting because this armor just fits over that it's very simple um and then for the arms themselves upper arm armor nothing too special to talk about though uh we do have you know exposed frame on the back and you've got like like swept back little like elbow pads going on um mm -hmm. and then the, the arms are still pretty much the same kind of detail level as before though you know uh when you hit the wrist you've got like the little circular thing leading into the hand then you've got the same old hands uh for the waist you've got central crotch piece with some vents on the bottom of it uh very simple skirts as well just two side skirts that are are two front skirts that are like just like little plates basically uh, on the front like very small um the side skirts are longer, and these have a function that we will talk about. Um, but uh, basically, you've got like these two side skirts that have uh, sub arms. Um, you know, I was just—I randomly just realized this. Uh -huh. um, so, a friend of mine who I used to play a lot of fighting games with, and now just is, is living a very busy life. We don't get to do that as much anymore. <laughs> um, we played Gundam versus one on one a lot. Uh huh. Um, which is not the ideal way to play, but you're still going to have some fun. Um, and independently, we settled on mains of, uh, they were a Kamaris Trooper main, and I was a, like, base Barbatos main. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, without ever, you know, there was, there was zero intentionality to this, no theming, and so we just had this classic fight a billion times. God. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, uh... They, they 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 don't get to fight very much though before uh no no before moving on to the grimgird um but uh yeah so the side skirts though they have like little sub arms and um these are cool uh these are used with the armaments and we'll talk about that in a little bit uh but moving on um the rear skirt is just this huge <laughs> i i mentioned bug elytra before but like or like bug uh abdomen. i mean this is a tail binder yeah this is yeah. a tail now it has a full-on tail for the rear skirt um and it's great i love it uh just this big just a big piece that can move up and down it's got a, a big like thruster like definitely looks more like it's used for hovering kind of thruster on the bottom you know um and then it's got a little like uh hook on the back middle of it um there's something about the way that thruster is designed that actually looks very star wars to me i i can see it i can see it well because it looks like on the top of the millennium falcon on the back of him it's got the sure three or, i mean or you know like stuff that's on the bottom of like i don't know various like minor like hovercraft and stuff but oh yeah. Uh, yeah i guess that's true it's a neat uh neat skirt very like i like the detail i like the shape of it just cool design uh, for the legs, uh, upper thigh, nothing too special. The lower legs, though, that's where all the special stuff is again. Um, so these have a very funny transformation. So just to describe them in their normal mode, you've got um, still large parts covering the joints on the side. Um, you've got a big separate knee. You've got some purple frontal armor uh, with a uh, more lilac-y, uh, like, you know, towards the rear of it. Though 
it doesn't actually have any armor on the back of these legs at all. Um, it's just exposed Gundam frame. And then for the feet, you've got these uh, feet that have almost like it's weird. This is an Ipe thing where he loves designing feet like shoes um, more so mm -hmm. than like Gundam feet. Um, they've got like a little point on the front toe and they've got like these really back rear heels. And then the ankle guard is like this weird like attachment on the foot though right like it, it comes up yeah. off the side of the foot and just wraps around the top um and then the transformation for these legs is that the purple armor on the front like the very purple armor uh pops forward and then that has like a little sub leg i guess you would call it that pops down and then that has a little thruster at the end of it um mm -hmm. uh that in concert with the tail and all the other thrusters on the suit uh, allow it to do like oh like you know dom like hover movement uh though much faster this is actually when we see it moving it seems quite fast uh when it is moving at full speed um mm -hmm. and then for its weapons it has the destroyer lance uh which is a larger lance than the original lance than the gugnir uh it's also like a more it's got a more interesting design. It's a bit more flat. It's not really, it doesn't end at a point. It ends at like a wedge. Um, mm, and, it, yeah. and it also has a bit of a shield that covers like the side of the, the arms that would be holding it. Um, it also has two 140 millimeter machine guns in it. So it's actually upped the uh, machine gun size uh, for, the, for the guns in it. Um, it also has two thrusters for posture and attitude control while attacking, which is pretty cool. Um, and this is where the subarm, one of the subarms comes into effect. So what it does is when it is ramming with this, uh, with the, um, the spear here, it grabs it with the arm, like the right arm, but also the subarm grabs further back on it and holds it, uh, to brace to, it, to, like yeah. brace it and like keep it like steady, which I think is really cool. I love that detail. Um, it looks really good. And then also with the shield, it also has a shield that, um, can either be held or it can be uh, mounted uh, on the forearm or, uh, as we also know, uh, it can also be grabbed by the subarm. And it can either be held solely by the subarm or it could the subarm can grab it while it is mounted on the forearm to like extra for extra bracing. Basically, the subarms are both there for stabilization, which I think is really cool. I think it makes a lot of sense too, right? Because it's like you can see like holding it with a subarm could be useful, like for like range shots and stuff, deflecting those. Mm -hmm. But once you're in melee, it's like if the Barbatos hits it with that mace, that subarm is gonna break. You need two hands there. Mm -hmm. The other one I really like that I, I remember right one thing he does at one point is he tries to ram the Barbatos, but he has the subarm just grab the spear. And then he uses his free arm to reach into the shield to grab the sword out. Like, because, mm -hmm. like, what happens is the Barbados, you know, like, dodges the lance so it doesn't get stabbed directly. So, it, like, it goes under the Barbados' uh, arm. And then uh, to defend against the Barbados from slashing it, he quickly grabs the shield using uh, the arm while the subarm keeps the lance, like, held to the suit. Which I think mm -hmm. is cool. Um, and, yeah, so the Kamar Saber is just a really weird-looking rectangular blade inside of the uh, shield. Um, not a folding blade or anything. Very simple. Uh, it's a cool design. Uh, it's just, it's a very square sword. Um, ha has like, if you're looking at it from the top, like a hexagonal shape to it. Um, uh, just neat sword design. Uh, I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, it also, uh, in the rear skirt has 
a bunch of mines that I can uh, disperse. Um, so the uh, mines are released from the slits on the outer edge of the skirt. I uh, believe the only time these get used, though, are... I think when he's retreating with um, the Graze Raider that has um, uh, Carta in it. Carla? Uh, oh, Carta, right, yeah, not Carla. Uh, Carta issue. Uh, I believe uh, he disperses smoke using these to not get chased. Or at least to cover his escape is what I think is the only time we actually see these in the anime. I can't remember for sure, though. It's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, oh, one last thing is the uh, little stabilizing arm on the tail when it's transformed into its, like, sort of... I mean, it's called the Kamar Trooper. It looks like it's trying to basically be, like, a, a mounted cavalry unit now. Um, like with the way the legs transform, because it looks like it has, you know, four legs. It almost looks like a knight riding, um, especially, actually, now that I look at it, I never actually realized this. If you look at the, uh, the, uh, side skirts, uh, the armor of the side skirts, the shape of them actually does kind of, like, give off the impression of, like, two legs of, like, a rider, too. Yeah. That's kind of neat. I never actually noticed that until now. Um. Not either, but you're right. Which is kind of cute. Uh. But uh, the uh, little tail fin pops down in order, probably, again, for stabilizing in the air. Um, I love the Kamar's Trooper a ton. Uh, again, gotta shout it out. I love the Ipe art of the head here. I, especially because I love Ipe's, like, weird little, um, you know, we've grown used to, like, Katoki decals. I love Ipe decals. Like, these just these weird little, like, bits of color throughout. Like, he's got all these, like, little light blue and pink decals throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really like them. I think they're cute. Uh... And then there's also an SD design on the page that is also really neat. Um, but yeah, this is a great suit. Uh, this is a really cool design. Um, I think going from the Kamaras to the Kamaras Trooper is one of the biggest improvements in a suit line that exists. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because we haven't even gotten to the other two, which I really like both of them. Uh, I don't know how oh, you yes, fall. Oh, yes, two. Haha. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I should have figured. Um, <laughs> knowing you. Um, be one of these people, but whatever. Um, we'll talk about No, it. I'm just, no, no, I was, I mean, I am, but I was laughing at the idea that you think there's only two more. Oh, right, about. there's three, actually, because of, oh, no, there's, okay, hold on. Well, one, one of them three... we're not gonna, one of them we're not gonna do. Yeah, okay, today. I'm just gonna say that one doesn't belong here. There's a, um, there's a breaker battle log that we could technically tie into. Bullshit, no, though, I call on that. that. Um, the other one, though, I did forget the mobile game did add one, so we'll, we'll talk about it. Um... But yeah, so this design, though, is really cool. Uh, unfortunately, it gets chumped in its one battle. You know, it, it well, it gets two battles in, within the same time span. It fights the Barbados, and then uh, the Grimguard pops in to, you know, have uh, uh, um, Mika pull towards the city. And then he's like, I'll, I'll fight this one. And then uh, it loses to the Grimguard. Uh even, it's really funny because the Grimguard doesn't even stab, like, in the gap in the arm, or, like, stab in the, uh, top of the, like, torso. He stabs through the, like, little gap in the plate at the front, uh, to get into the torso. Uh, which does not kill the pilot. Um, though if you're in this episode, uh, I mean, we're, we're gonna have a heavy content warning because there's a lot of, uh, spoilers for IBO because you can't, this is a suit that you can't talk about without talking about the spoilers. You just, right. you kind of right. can't. Even if it's really obvious, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I well, also really like that it, that in that fight, the Grimgird steals the Destroyer Lance. It certainly fucking does uh, for a little bit. Um, then it just uses its cool fucking arm sabers. Um, 
just a really that's also a really cool suit that we'll talk about one day um yeah but yeah so i i like this suit a lot though um the one bit of equipment that is weird is the multi-slot accelerator we still don't know what they do (laughs) uh now in the in the original version of the ibo like mechanics uh book in the original, like, sketch illustrations of this. You can tell that this is, like, Ipe's early illustrations that gets adapted into the sete here. These were originally supposed to be Ahab wave amplification devices. And what they were supposed to do is fuck up... So, the AV system, you know, connects into the back of the pilot, into their nervous system. And this is supposed to amplify that until it destroys the pilot's brain. Uh... When he's, hard to work into the show, I think. Uh, yeah, hard to work that into the show uh, without it just insta-killing, like, Mika or something, or whoever he's fighting. Because, you know. Uh-huh. Um, the the thing is, though, it... it yeah, it, it, the way it words it is, it affects and destroys the brain of the enemy pilot. And is effective against pilots with AV system. So I guess, technically speaking, even if the suit doesn't have the AV system, it'll still fuck them up. This is just like the... This is like the the evil himbo or bimbofication beam from uh, Ideon, but like maxed out in power. You yeah, know, I guess, uh... now that I think about it, actually, that comes up in a lot of older science fiction, and it's interesting because it doesn't come up as much in modern stuff. But even though we know that, like, sending like microwaves into people's brains and whatnot, like across vast distance, you know, we know that like that works and can hurt. Uh, we know that like. You know, it's bullshit when it comes to, like, Havana, sy- Havana Syndrome and all that. But, like, we do know that that's, like, a science fiction trope that is based on, like, a real idea. And it's kind of funny because it just doesn't come up in science fiction anymore. Because I know it comes up in Star Trek. You know? Like, ah, there are waves being emitted that, you know, da- like, damage or hurt the brain of the person who is near them. Just, I don't know. Just kind of an interesting weapon to have here because it feels, like, very, like, 60s sci-fi to me, though. Um, yeah. Or well, I guess Idion is <laughs> Idion is a '70s anime that came out in the '80s, but you know, uh, just that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, those that that name though is not used by them anymore. They are called multi-slot accelerators. So now it's just kind of like maybe they just improve the the Ahab reactors in it? Question mark. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, this gets developed into... Uh, so this is where we get the big sectioned off spoilers for IBO Season 2. Even though, again, the, I'm going to say this whole episode is going to have that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess I'll do a separate spoiler warning. We already talked about you know like how season one ends. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing, right? And you're unless someone's like watching, like, ah, I will watch season one and then wait a few months before I watch season two. Likely, you're gonna watch it all in a go. But and though, if you choose to do that, you know, rock on. Of course, just uh, see, it's probably not gonna be very many people, if any. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I made up a person, but I guess if making up a person, people can be real. <laughs> Um, the upgrade, though, uh, the initial one is the ASWG XKXK. Uh, this thing rules. This is, uh, from, uh, IBO MSV and Mobile Suit Iron-Blooded Orphans G, the mobile game that is actually real, as we learned. Finally real is a playable game that people are playing at the moment, um, which is very funny because it took so long for that to come out. This is a prototype of the Vidar. 
um, which is, of course, going to be the one we'll talk about soon. Uh, oh, so Urger Hunt is part of this. Urger Hunt is... Okay. So, Urger Hunt was the original name of the game. And then they decided okay. to call the game... Uh, to call the app Iron-Blooded Orphans G, and they were going to include, besides Urder Hunt, they were going to include IBO as a storyline, and then IBO side stories. And they decided, uh, instead of just calling it Urder Hunt then, we'll call it IBO G, and then we'll just say Urder Hunt is one of the campaigns in there. I It's just the weird way they decided to market this. Sure. Uh, anyway, this, though, is a gray and orange prototype of the Vidar, so of fucking course I love it. Uh, I think this is cooler than the normal Vidar also, though, uh, in a couple other ways, uh, and we'll talk about it. So, for the head, uh, the head is completely masked off here, uh, in a cool way. Um, so you've got, like, a forehead that has, like, a little bump on it. It's got, like, a little sensor. I don't want to say camera, because it's not, like, clear like a camera, but I'm pretty sure it's a sensor still in the middle there. Um, two V-fins that are shaped kind of like horns, uh... You've got, it's almost got like a, a, like a, what are those helmets called? Like, looking at like the shape of the helmet at the bottom there, is it, is it Soleil? I don't know helm names. Like, yeah, okay, so this is like, I, I think it's pronounced Soleil. I don't, I look, S-A-L-L-E-T, this. You can see, you see oh, what sure. I mean, right? Yeah. Like on the bottom of it, uh, the, it's got like a swept back look like that from like the cheek area. Um, just kind of looks like a helmet with how it like wraps around there. Uh, and then uh, the V-fin and the forehead are kind of covering where the eyes would be. Uh, you just have a face that has uh, three holes on either side and then a little chin sticking out. I love this head design, though. Um, and then, oh, you also have a cable in the top middle. Sorry for a nothing tangent, but uh -huh. uh, I because of the related part at the bottom of this page on the Gundam Wiki... Uh, I discovered another Orphan's G design I didn't know about, which, uh, I, if you look, stop and look at it, it's called a Gamagen. Yeah. But if you just look at it in passing, it looks like the Gundam Gaming, um, which yeah. is very funny. That suit me. also fucking rules, and that's a new one that's also by eBay for the mobile game, and I fucking love that thing. Ridiculous thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a chance we'll someday, talk, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll talk about that one day. Um hell it might get upgrades or something in the meantime so you know mm. um yeah so anyway uh the torso on this design though you've got uh the front chest armor is like this kind of like it's got a really big like reinforced cockpit basically is how this mm -hmm. kind of looks like on the top it's got even like two little like almost like horn like protrusions at the top of it that are like not like they're not they're not as pointy as horns they're wide but like two you know sections that are popped up kind of look more like iron sights almost like yeah uh and then you've got like a little white area of armor underneath uh and then the chest armor you've got like similarly to the um kamar trooper like basic chest armor but stripped down even more there's actually even more exposed frame that you can see here um mm -hmm. it's just two front plates basically that are protecting the chest that uh have a bunch of holes drilled into them again it, very evocative of like Given the, the gray color coloration of this and, like, some of the other elements, this feels like it's going hard in on trying to evoke, like, a knightly look. Um, which makes sense with the suit that this gets, you know, that this is based on being uh, the Kamara's family's suits. Um, but you've got a little bit of, like, under under the uh, 
like under the arm connections you have a little bit of torso armor protecting the sides of like the ahab reactors that are part of the gundam frame there but not really much armor on the torso though it's mostly just exposed gundam frame uh for the shoulders uh pretty simple shoulders um i do like that they they're like round shoulders but they have like a cross indentation on the front of them like or not indentation outdentation um like a sticking out of them uh mm-hmm. and then on the top it also has that kind of shape uh and then uh it's got like yellow stripes on these shoulders that kind of evoke like a caution uh symbol is what that reminds me of um like you know like uh the little barricades uh and then you've got um, sort of a a way to evoke its status as a prototype machine yep for testing and then uh on the shoulders you also have a little bit of overhang armor protecting a little bit of the bicep but not very much of that uh the bicep armor uh unlike the other kamaras is actually a little bit fancier just because you've got like some notched armor going on with the upper arm uh, though it only has armor on the front of the upper arm, uh, most of the back of the upper arm is exposed frame. Uh, now, a lot of people think the exposed frame on IBO stuff is weird, though the explanation is kind of funny. The frame itself is actually the strong part of the Gundam. Yeah. This is the important thing to know. Uh, you put armor on the frame because you still don't want the frame itself like just getting all the blows, but the frame itself is also like armored and really strong is the thing. You don't like, well, and also the armor is a place to put your like anti beam spray paint. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, but like in terms of like taking like you know general damage, like the frames are pretty strong. Um, mm-hmm. it's just like I've noticed because I know a lot of people like there are some people that just hate the uh, like. I, you mentioned your problem with the waist. I'm used to seeing people just hate all the IBO suits for having like any exposed frame ever because it's just like real mecha shouldn't have their frames exposed and i get the idea one it looks sick i think i think it's cool uh two um again they kind of have the explanation i know you can explain anything in a universe but if you're already watching a giant mecha series i think you should be accepting generally of the explanations but anyway (laughs) also what is with all these fucking like puritanical mecha fans they're like oh cover up (laughs) you know what fair enough yeah funny way of putting it um just, I, I, look, IBO was my first show to watch when I was online, online in like the spaces I am in. So it is like the one I am the most inundated with like with weird discourse and like seeing people's opinions of in my head. Uh, mm. Because it was like, you know, when it aired in, what was it, 2015, that's like, you know, me using Twitter actively and all that. Um, I have a funny story relating to that, that I'll have to relay one episode, um, of a dumb thing that happened because of that. But anyway, uh, so continuing down the arms though for the forearms, uh, neat rounded armor for the forearms. I really like, um, it's got like this little bump right below the joint, like this bump of armor. I just think it looks neat. Um, and then, uh, still has like the usual exposed Gundam frame parts. A lot of the Gundam frame designs love exposing the little wrist cables and then of course the joint itself. Which joints are always exposed on mobile suits because they kind of have to be, unless you're in Thunderbolt or something. But you know, um, it always gives me. Uh, it's it's funny because it's yeah, it just always gives me Hyakushiki vibes. Yeah, the Hyakushiki does that too. Actually, now that I think about it, it has the exposed cables uh-huh. on the wrist. Same with like the uh, Rick, I think the Rick Diaz also does. Yeah, the Rick Diaz does too. Yeah, uh, very Nagano <laughs> thing to do. Um, and then also on the lower uh, part of the arm, um, or on the rear of the arm, I should say, like on the back of the wrist and stuff, you have like 
a darker set of armor that goes back into an elbow guard and covers up the uh, wrist. Um, and then the hands, your usual hands, though, actually, hmm, it's interesting. These, uh, at first they looked like just the normal Gundam. Okay, yeah, these are, does the Vidar have special hands that I never noticed? I think the Vidar has special hands, because, oh, no, no, even the original has this. Okay, it's weird because, like, on the model kits, it's kind of hard to get this across. The fingers look like they have, like, pointed armor. It's just really obvious yeah. on this artwork for this design. Because if you mm -hmm. look at, like, the left hand, you can see, like, the thumb, if you look at the end of it, obviously has the armor and then the actual, like, thumb-thumb there. Or, like, True. you know, the under. Yeah. It's just something that, like, I didn't really notice on the prior art, but I guess I guess it has always been there. And I, when I think of, like, other designs, like the Gremory, I think of it. The Gremory, it's really obvious because the way the hands are colored. Um, but anyway, interesting. Uh, for the skirts, uh, you've got a central crotch piece with like a little bump up the middle uh some pointed armor at the bottom for the front skirts these front skirts are still holsters for pistols um much like the vidar uh these side skirts are very simple armored side skirts with like a, almost like a handlebar on them is what it looks like or a cable mm -hmm. uh interesting design there uh and then uh, i'm trying to see if the rear skirt i think the rear skirt might just be the same as the vidar's rear skirt where it's just like a uh single like little black plate yeah yeah and it's got like some thrusters on either side and then uh in the middle uh kind of mirrors the shape of the front crotch uh plate area um okay uh for the legs uh the upper thighs i actually you actually have some interesting stuff going on with the armor namely just because you get a bump of extra color the legs are mostly black but you've got like this white armor on the top front of the thigh um and then for the legs you've got a little bit of knee armor, uh, a thruster on the front, a thruster on the back of the leg, um, some cables on the back of the leg, you know, mostly from the exposed frame, because you still have exposed frame. Then you've got mm -hmm. a, a pair of very high-heeled feet. Um, the high heels themselves also have, like, a heel extending out of the back uh, with an extra stabilizer there, which I think is fun. Uh, for the backpack, uh, you've got a backpack that I can't see if it has, like, a thruster on it. I'm trying to see if I could get a good shot. Okay, uh, the backpack itself just looks like it has a big square thruster on the bottom of it, but it actually has mostly um, on it. The The real thing is it has two large thrusters that also contain replacement blades for this thing's sword. Yeah, for the Proto Burst Saber. Yeah. Which is a prototype of the Burst Saber. <laughs> right. Oh, I didn't realize. I always forget that duh, IBOG, much like... Uh, UC Engage has animated cutscenes too, and this shot looks fucking cool. Sorry, I That's like this really machine. Good. Also, sorry, I just am elated at seeing a Gundam in colors. Look, I like gray and orange. This is my color scheme, and this basically has it. I mean, you can argue whether that's orange or more on the shade of yellow. I don't care. I like yellow and gray and orange and gray both. They're both good. Um, anyway, yeah. So you've got like these two back binders with thrusters on them, and yeah, those are for the Proto Burst Saber. So moving on to the weapons, the Proto Burst Saber. It is a fencing, like, like rapier-like blade. Though, actually, looking at this one, it's got a different design. It's just the saber handle. Interesting. It doesn't have, like, the basket. Oh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have the, yeah, the, the, the guard. Yeah. So, interesting. Okay. Um, and what this does is it stabs at the blade, and uh, I presume that, given that it's still called a burst saber, that the blades are still designed to be able to explode, because that's what they do. You can stab with them... But also, if they get stuck in a target, you can eject them, and they also can be set to explode, which is fucking cool. It also yes. has 
Um, a 110mm um, rifle, which is... I. It says it's the Vidar use rifle. I'm trying to see. It, does it have the The Vidar also has a 110, though. Okay, it is the same design of rifle, too. I don't think the Vidar uses... Does it use that rifle in the show at any point? Because I think the one time we see it use, like, a weapon, I think it uses the handguns, generally, for ranged weapons. Or the couple of times we see it use a ranged I think, weapon. I think you're right. I think it, it has the same issue that the, um... We mentioned the Grimgird before. The Grimgird also has a rifle that never gets used in the show. Um, so, I guess, yeah. Alright, it's a 110mm uh, No, it does, rifle. it does. Oh, I have, um, Where apparently is episode 34. Okay. That's all I can tell you, so. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay, it's using it at the beginning of this fight, and does it just toss it aside, I guess? Because it does. It uses the pistols in that fight, too. Yeah, well, I'll I, tell you. I can't remember. That's when he's wrecking a bunch of motherfuckers, but anyway. Um, it also has the two handguns, which are the other weapon. Those are in the stored in the front skirts and pulled out and fired fucking Gunkata style. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, but also cool. Um... But yeah, uh, it also has the AV system Type E as optional equipment, which is a modified AV system using the remains of Ein Dalton's brain uh, after Ein Dalton was basically converted into a robot, like a full-on AV system robot uh, mm-hmm. that links up with uh, Galio's own surgery uh, to, um, you know, it enhances his, basically giving him two brains is, I think, kind of the idea. It, it just seems to be an enhanced AV system that lets him like do ridiculous control yeah i mean it's it's having having a brain there to both interpret and and enhance but also sort of to take the hit for you it also means yeah it also means that uh galio unlike you know other people who use the full av system like uh mika don't uh doesn't you know get disabled by it because that's what the AV system generally does to you if you start using it at its full capability in fact quite the opposite but we'll get to that with a vidar um, so yeah, the Gundam Vidar, though. Alright, this is the one that everyone, I'm sure, is waiting for, because this is everyone's favorite, and, uh, it is my second favorite, I think. Or, it, it's, I don't, I don't know, it's hard for me to compare versus the Trooper, but I like the final one more, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the Vidar, uh, so compared to the prototype of the Vidar, uh, this one, the horn and forehead area has kind of moved up a little and it has visible eyes. Uh, the eyes are pink. Um, otherwise similar face design, though it only has two slits in the face mask instead of the, uh, three holes. Um, so, you know, slightly different, but overall similar an idea. Um, I do like these horns a lot. I I think this has a cool V fin. Um, yeah. For the chest, uh, we've, uh, not as much armor actually on the cockpit plate though same lower armor for the torso the upper plate though is just an upper plate you also only have it much like its predecessor uh you have two plates protecting like parts of the ahab reactor and then like uh parts protecting the side of the ahab reactor underneath um these front plates uh do have three slits in them to still evoke like doing a gundam they, they love doing the three holes in the torso and stuff to still evoke like you know your classic gundam uh, events going on Though the prototype mm-hmm. had five uh, holes, but most of the animated ones still try to, like, do the three thing. Um, the shoulder armor uh, is still, like, a simpler shoulder than, like, the earlier, uh, than the original Kamaris, I should say. But more complex than the prototype and the, um, and the trooper. 
Uh, you've just got this, like, really neat blue... Oh, also, I should mention, this uses, like, a baby blue throughout the design. Like, really nice shade of blue, I will say. Um, really cool armor, though, that has, like, this, these big central grooves in it. Um, and a couple of holes. Still kind of feels like it's going for the thing of the trooper, where we have a bunch of gaps in the armor in order to remove weight. Because this is a speedy suit. Um... Then, uh, for the upper arms, uh, you just got little bumps on the, uh, bicep, but just frontal coverings, uh, for those. For the lower arms, uh, two-tone is, like, the main exciting thing going on here. It's still very similar to all these other lower arms we've seen on these Gundams, but, uh, you know, you've got, like, uh, two-tone armor going on with the black and the baby blue, and then, uh, it still has, like, an elbow, uh, joint protector, like, scoop, scooped back on the, uh, elbow area. I think it's kind of interesting if you look at it compared to the XK, the armor is even still a little reduced. Yeah, definitely has more reduced armor in general than the XK. Um, the uh, skirt is basically the same design as the XK. Um, has less of a... Uh, I think the crotch thing uh, is a little taller on the XK. Let me look again. Yeah, the crotch thing is a bit taller uh, on the top of it, so that's like the only real different part. But even the skirt's down to being the handles... Or the... Uh, little holsters for the uh handguns is the same uh where there is a major change is the side skirts these are the backpack from the uh kamaris uh or the you know the vidar um prototype the xk i guess i'll just call mm -hmm. it um for the xk uh the these these backpack pieces are on the side skirts now though which you know it kind of makes sense for them to be in either place honestly depending on what you're thinking of um for a melee weapon it works i think for both uh, but yeah, uh, and these still have the same function. They have the thrusters at the end and they still have the three holes, which are full of the, uh, the replacement blades for the burst saber. Um, mm. the legs are basically looking at them, uh, exactly the same other than the colors, slightly different knee armor, like more simplified knee armor, but otherwise like, you know, it's got the thruster and the front and the back. Uh, the upper thigh is the exact same design, only... It, basically, the show designs are slightly less detailed because, you know, one's made for animation, the other's made for the game, which the games are, are, are like, more okay having the fancier detail. It's mm -hmm. just, like, kind of one of those things. Um, the feet, though, are quite different in that it still has the high heel feet, but instead of having an extendable heel on the back heel, uh, it instead has replaced that with a, with a knife. It has knives in the yeah. feet. Two knives. One in the heel, one in the toe. Uh, I love. I do love these stupid knives. I love that it has knives. It does a fucking axe kick with them in, an epi in the episode. It's so cool. Sometimes you got work to do. Um, finally, uh, this one actually does have a proper backpack. Um, you can actually see part of the AV system type E also in the back. That's our... Or no, that's not the that's AB the, that's the third Ahab. I forgot, they put a third Ahab reactor. That's what that is, right? It was the red yeah. making me think that, because when you see the AV system E on the inside, it has these big red, you know, yeah. computer towers, basically. Whereas this is more, this is more of like a pink. Um, yeah. Um, but it does have, yeah, a third Ahab reactor in the backpack here, which has the thruster on the bottom, and then it's got two little binders that can rotate around. Um, you know. The, your, your classic, like, fancy backpack style. Um, and, yeah, this is a cool fucking design. Uh, its weapons are the Burst Saber, which we talked about. Uh, it's got the rifle, it's got the handguns, and it's got the Hunter's Edge, which is the name of these uh, feet blades. 
Uh Um, It does also have an optional glider, which is used for entering the atmosphere. Um, I don't even remember seeing this thing ever, but it does have it. Um, It does mention it, so I should mention it. Uh, Trying to see if we can find that. Uh, But otherwise, uh, yeah, so it has the AV system type E. Uh, Which, yeah. uh, It basically means that... um, Let's see. I'm trying to see. What, what was the thing that you were alluding to with that system? Well, the thing I was alluding to is that the pilot wears, uh, like, a special mask, um, and that's because it syncs up with the the AVE and it helps him walk. Yeah. Oh. Because he's, he's, because he, it wasn't just his suit that got fucked up in that fight. Oh. By the way, it's Galio. Sorry. Yeah, it's Galio. I actually didn't realize that. So when he wasn't able to walk at the end of the show... I actually assumed that was because his helmet got shot, because he also had the wrapping around his neck. You know? Well, I mean, that is why, but not not in the way you think. It's because because his helmet got shot, it br- disrupted the connection to the Type E, oh. and thus he couldn't walk anymore. I didn't know that. Okay, neat. Like I said, I thought he just had bad whiplash or something after the last episode was the implication, because his helmet got shot with a fucking bullet. Because <laughs> um, he still seemed fine for a little bit after that, but they were in space, which is, you know, movement is different. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, interesting. But yeah, the Vidar, this is everyone's favorite, though. This is, like, everyone's, everyone lost their minds for this suit when it was, in, when it was shown. Uh, some incredible Ipe are this one. Lots of pink decals, and I think those look insanely cool. I love, like, the weird little pink decals all over this. Um, it's a, it's a pretty cool design. I will say that. I think it is cool. I don't have anything against this design. I, on the other hand, though, am a Lance Liker, and this was developed into, later on, the Kamaris Vidar, and this is my favorite of the Kamarises. Uh, this is an unpopular opinion. I know this. Uh, I just think this design fucking rules. Um, I think this feels like a really cool upgrade, like, suitable upgrade to the uh, Kamaris Trooper. I love the head. I love the torso. I love that it has subarms with shields on them. I love that it uses a lance. This is just a cool design to me. We'll talk about it, though. So, the final Camaris, I think. Yes, okay, good. The final Camaris is the Camaris Vidar. This is used at the end of the series after basically everyone realizes, oh, that's Galio piloting it. So he's like, well, I guess I don't have to hide my identity anymore. Uh, and the he's like, okay, I'm going to get an upgrade. So he gets an upgrade. Uh, so the starting with the head... Uh, this one, uh, has almost like a, it is also a night helmet, uh, but also like mixed with like almost like a unicorn horn going on with it. So you've got this like big like central... a, sort of like a gear or like a, like a ship's wheel sort of along the back of the back of the, you know. Yeah. Head. Cause it's got like this big, like Mohawk headpiece that has like a really large frontal horn. And then, yeah, you've got these like little cogs sticking out of it all the way to the back, which also sticks out a little bit further than the front one, though not too far back. Um, still have, like, a V... Uh, you have a forehead camera and a V-fin set underneath that. This is a very smooth V-fin. I love this design of V-fin because it's, like, this, like... I don't... I really like how round it is at the bottom there. I just think it's a neat V-fin mm. look. Um, especially because I, I, I think that this design contrasts well with, like, the Vidar. Because the Vidar... Kind of goes in on all edge, I would say. Like, with the way the the V-fin is designed, with having, sure. like, 
all the pointy bits, even like the hand armor has like points on it. Like it is a spiky design. Uh, this kind of it's a lot of like sharp corners and flat surfaces. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this kind of goes back, this harkens back to the Kimaris and its ideals again of being like this knight helmet and this knightly design. So it's still pointy, but like it's got like this roundness to it that makes it almost have like an elegance. Uh, same with the face. Like there's not a. I like this face because there's not. It's a Gundam face that only has like a line down the middle. It doesn't have like. It doesn't have like vents or anything. It just has like the chin and then it's got a line down the middle. And I really like simple Gundam faces like this a lot of the time, honestly. Um, the chest is really weird chest armor. It sticks out really far. Uh, you basically have like the whole top area is like sticking out flat and sort of pointed towards the front. Um, does have like a little bar of armor on either like uh, side of the chest. Uh, no triple like vent reference though. It just has a single line through it now. Does have larger armor underneath, and it does have larger armor reinforcing the um, like the frame parts around it uh, compared to the predecessors. Um, hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, for the shoulders, you've got these two large shoulders. They have like little maneuvering thrusters on them, and these are really rounded shoulders. Um, kind of a layered armor design too, with like you have the pink armor on the top. And, like, given the hollowness of the armor on the sides there, it kind of evokes, like, oh, this is wearing, like, two layers of armor on the shoulders in a way that I think looks really neat. Uh, I, I mean, it, it it calls back, I think, to the original Camaris. Mm -hmm. And then you think of those those shields on subarms, which we'll talk about on a sec, as being, like, the overhang yeah. of armor. Especially because, by default, they just kind of go over these, you know, uh, they go over these areas. Um, mm-hmm. Then for the lower arm, or for the, you know, bicep, it's just the single armor piece again, same as usual. Uh, the, the lower arms are actually a bit different in that this has, like, a devoted elbow guard that is its own piece, separate from the arm itself. Uh, and then also, in the middle of the arm, instead of having, because it has the separate elbow armor and, like, forearm armor, uh, to guard, like, part of the inner frame, it actually just has a singular piece guarding the inner frame there, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, but, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, usual hands. It doesn't have pointy hands anymore. It's got different hand armor again. Uh, this time with some line details on it, but the, otherwise the hands are the same. Uh, for the skirts, um, the... Oh, also should mention, it's gone back... So far, it has gone back to the original colors of the Camaris. Uh, just the purple and lilac. Uh, mm -hmm. For the crotch area, you've got um, a little thruster on the bottom. You've got two front skirts that are actually kind of like standard Gundam skirts, if only because... They have, like, yellow on the top that kind of evokes, like, you know, when you have, like, the yellow squares on the Gundam skirts and such. Sure. Um, then the part, one of the parts I really like, I love these side skirts. It's got these really pointy side skirts that go far down and have thrusters in them. Uh, the thrusters are kind of, like, uh, somewhat, like, in, inlaid in the armor in a way that's cool. Um, Stylistically, maybe they're supposed to evoke, like, the Kamars Troopers ones or, like, the... Uh the burst saber she's mm -hmm. and then uh on the rear skirt it's a single big rear plate that also is designed similarly to these side skirts but uh it doesn't end in a point like the side skirts do then for the mm. legs uh this is where the color scheme gets a little weird because we switched to a like a like a eggplanty brown color scheme at the bottom and this is a reference and we'll talk about it but um so the lower it looks black to me um have you seen, like, what it looks like on the model kit and stuff? 
This is definitely not black. Um, that's true, but also the model kit. I thought people didn't like the model kit, but I like the model kit. Okay, maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm mixing it up. I think you're mixing okay, it up. Fair with, enough. I think you're mixing it up possibly with Angelo's Rose and Zulu, uh, or with the Rose no and idea, Zulu. no uh, idea. Anyway, but yeah, um, if you're looking at the art though, like that that color of like slightly like eggplant dark is supposed to be like the color it is. Also, same with like gotcha. in the animation. Uh, okay. Then, um, yeah, uh, the upper thighs, though, just some simple armor on the front covering it. Uh, for the knees, you've got big areas on the top of the knees. These conceal the knee drills. Uh, they're not just drills. These are really big, like, drill bits that come out of the knees. And I think these are dumb, but in a fun way. I love them. Uh, and then uh, it has a thruster still on the front of the leg and the back of the leg, similar to, like, the Vidar... Like, similar thruster placement, basically. And you've got, like, little vents on the sides of the leg. And then you've got, like, this cool double high heel with a big pointed front toe and then, like, a big heel on the back. Uh, no more knives in the feet anymore. Uh, and then for the backpack, uh, just a simple set of thrusters attached onto the back of the torso that have two little ports in which two subarms that are holding shields pop into. Uh, and then it has two shields that are held in these. Uh, these shields have thrusters and such on them, so... Uh, these are cool. Um... So yeah, uh, this design is definitely the more divisive one. No one, no one ever says this is their least favorite. This is always the one that is like still like liked. It's just everyone loves the fucking Vidar so much that. It... Oh, this is my least favorite. Oh really? I don't think there's a single element of this that I think is good. You don't like the head? I think the head is terrible. It might be my least favorite part. That is so funny to me. I love this head. I think that this head, especially like on the model and everything, looks great. Uh, and like I think if there's. Art, looks fucking yeah. incredible i think if i have one compliment i think the color scheme is cool including the legs i think the color scheme works well um, the, and the legs the reason that the legs are those colors i should just mention it uh it's supposed to be now the reason why you might think they're supposed to be black is because they are evoking uh ein. the idea is the sure. upper half is evoking um the upper half is kind of like more evocative of like the original kamaris and stuff the lower half with the drills uh, and whatnot are evoking, like, you know, this is a mobile suit controlled by two people, and so each half of the body is a different color of, like... Gotcha. ...is kind of the idea. At least that's what I've always read it as, is that it's supposed to be evo- evo- evocative of, like, you know, Ein and, like, the greys. Um, wow. I don't know why this is called the Kamaris Vidar. There's basically no Vidar in this machine. No, because it's just back to being the Kamaris again. Um... If you'd called it the Kamaris Ein, I would... Like, I would, you don't like the torso I, I either? Like, like the way it sticks out? No. Oh, I think no. that's so fucking cool looking, though. No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That's a dumb thing to do to a machine. We just had a talk about making fun of people who said that kind of thing. I mean, listen, there are, there are differences, right? I, like, I... I mean, you can't just, like... Th- there is a line here. There is a... There is a uh, like, it's a, it's a, you know, slippery slope or whatever you want to say, right? But it's like... When you give, if you gave, like, a Gundam a giant lollipop, I would be like, that doesn't make any fucking just, sense. How does this not make sense, I guess, is how, what I would Why do you have a massively protruding front part that isn't, like, you, unless you're intending to chest bump people, all you're doing is giving people something extra to hit that is connected directly to the cockpit. It is not protecting anything the way it is shaped. All it is doing is causing extra trouble. And I don't think it looks cool. Well, if I it looks cool, I might forgive it. But See, I, I think, think it doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't look cool. See, I think it looks cool. 
Uh, I just, yeah. I mean, it's the same way I like heads that do this kind of thing that stick out further, too. I like it when torsos stick out further on, like, Mecha. Yeah. I mean, just to, you know, to, to fully get my hater part out of the way, and then we can move on. I don't like the shape of the shields. I think the drill looks stupid. I think the drill knees are dumb. I don't like the side skirts. I don't like the back skirt. I don't what? like the head. I don't like the chest. I don't like the shoulders okay, very much. Okay, you're wrong about okay. everything. Okay, that's fine. Right, so at least, you know, like, it's like... I will pick you know, on you because you saying. would say this to me about, like, the bound dock, so I will pick on you over this. Because I love this machine. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, listen. I, I will say, like, I think the bound dock is just bad. Like, I just look at it, I'm like, this design is ridiculous and incoherent. Whereas this is just, like, every part I look at, I'm like, I mean, I can see why you did that. I just don't like it. I just don't like any of this. I So, the three reasons I like it, so we'll talk about the weapons. Uh, it has the drill lance which I think looks fucking cool. Uh, I know you don't like it. I love the drill lance. I love the way that it has this, like, weird section of, like, different moving, um, like, it's not even really, like, a drill so much as, like, it's got three sections on the front of it that move, you know, they, they kind of even have arrows guiding which way they move in terms of, like... Yeah, it is, in fact, like, neither a drill nor a lance, but, you know. Um, I mean, you stab with it. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, you do. You crush with it. It's so fucking thick and blunt at the end. I mean, you can say that about the... That's like saying that about the Kamar's Trooper's Lance. Uh-huh, it is, isn't it? Oh, wow, okay, so you're wrong about both, okay. I mean, the Kamar's Trooper's Lance, I think, is, like, a fun enough shape that it sort of subverts that, and it's kind of fun. Like, if you look at the tip of the Kamar's Trooper's one, it is slanted, so it does, it does like, still penetrate, it directs the crushing in a certain way. This is just flat. I'm just saying, when we see this get used in the anime, it does seem to just drill through, uh when it hits forward it does seem to I just mean, pierce through things sure i guess that means that any suit that does well is the coolest suit ever i'm not i'm no i what i didn't say that i said that it's <laughs> I, a lance. i'm saying it's it's the way it's portrayed doesn't like doesn't change the fact that visually it doesn't make any sense i think it works i think it ends at enough of a tip it's not like it's super blunt at the end you know i guess the other thing is i am i'm heavily influenced by i mean like it's, I don't think it's, like, turbo blunt at the end, especially, like, when you're looking at, like... You're right. I, I think one of the pieces of art that I find, like, when I am not actively looking at it, my brain uh, defaults to a piece of art that really misrepresents it, which is from uh, Gundam Battle Operation Next, where it looks basically, like, thicker well, than its leg. Say, yeah, I, I was gonna say, if I look at, like, this art, like, the just the raw line art, that... That doesn't, that's not, like, that much, like, it doesn't end in a point, sure, but it's not, like... That's fair, that's fair. This is the art I'm referencing, I'm sending it to you, it's in the, it's on the page. But you can see why, constantly looking at this, I'm like, you're just poking them with a concrete pillar. Okay, yes, to be fair, that is terrible art, also from a terrible game. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, I, I need to stop looking at this, just put it out of my mind, but... Um, I, but I like that it has three sections of drill that all move a different way. I love... The shape of the of the lance, and I like the two Dineslave launchers that it has because it does have Dineslave launchers. Uh, I I conceptually like the three parts moving different ways. I think that's like a cool aesthetic that would counter your own torque. Uh, maybe. I just think in my head it seems like it would just tear each area differently. But I don't do machining, so I don't know. Um. Then I, I like the Dyneslave launchers on it, and then it also has machine guns. Uh, what size? 
Oh, 200 millimeter cannons, because uh, sure, they keep sure. upping the caliber on all of Galio's guns consistently in a way that I think is really funny. Because you move from the original Kamaris with the, like, 120s to 140s. I guess you go to 110, but then you have exploding fucking rapier blades, so, you know. Uh, it's a good bit. And then, um, yeah, so then you also have a, she a sword. I do think the sword is a boring design. It's a very simple sword design. Uh, it's basically, what it looks like is almost like, if you've seen, like, what a katana looks like when it's not inside of, like, anything. Like, yeah, I mean, it's similar to, similar to the one the Barbatos has, but shorter. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, a little curved sword with a, you know, like, it does have, like, a little notch on the front of it, but otherwise, it's, like, a very simple design. Um, mm -hmm. The, um... The, yeah, it has the drill knees, which, again, this is, like, I, I get it. I get why you don't like it. I just, I like it. <laughs> yeah. He, ta he, he drills that fucking nobody who, who nobody remembers uh, in the Helmwig Ryan car uh, with it. And that guy deserved it because he sucks. I hate that guy. Season two. Um, I, I like these shields a lot. Um, specifically, the thing I like with them is... Unfortunately, we don't see it use the Dine Slaves in the anime, but one of the things I like with it is the function where the shields pop open and are, these are actually, like, the thing doing, like, the electromagnetic acceleration, uh, and these are what carry, uh, the, uh, Dine Slave, like, you know, char like, the rounds. It's just that mm -hmm. it aims them with the lance also, like, they pop through the lance. Um, sure, that's cool. And, uh, I like the, I like the shape of these shields because I like that they have, like, these, like, they basically have rail guns inside of them. As the thing. Like, if you look at, like, the underside of them, like, the way they pop open. These mm -hmm. are If you look at the design of that, it's a railgun is in there, which is, you yeah. know, that, that's what a dine slave is, so. Um, and it, it has the railguns in these wings that are in these, uh, these shields that are on the back. Um, and, of course, me being me, I just, I like, I like shield binders. I like it when there are shields on subarms. So, um, hang on. They fold. The bottom half is ein. Yeah. In what fucking world? Because of the color? I'm known for his drill knees? Uh, I assumed it was supposed to be kind of like the, um, drill feet on the, um, on the gray zine. Oh, right, I forget about those. It does okay. have drill you feet, know, yeah. I guess that, I guess that's, but why not just give it drill feet? Um, that I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I will say, actually, let me pull it up real quick, because actually, a little fun thing we can include in this episode, too, since we're already going to run long anyway, so we're probably, I assume, unless you have, I assume we're just doing this one today, right? I guess we're probably just doing this one. It's up to you. Uh, I can do as many as you need. I just wanted to check with you real quick. We're probably just doing this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do have the art book uh, for IBO, uh, which has all the, uh, like, prototype designs and whatnot. Uh, or like the early versions so we'll look at mm -hmm. those uh, afterwards um but yeah i i don't know like i said i like this design overall but we've basically covered through all of it this is a taste one everything you said you don't like is my brain going but i like those oh <laughs> um, yeah I, the head is I just I really really dislike the head so much that weirds me out so much because i love this head like, especially, like, looking at the line art of it, like, I just, I think the, I like the Gundam face that it has, I like the way the eyes are inset and have, like, all the, like, black around them, uh, I like this V-fin design, I love this, like, weird, uh, like, Nightcrest mohawk going on with it. The, the eyes are okay. 
everything else and you I like mentioned. The points on the cheek. I just, I like Why does it stuff. have a Tales of Fantasia fucking, like, lever on the back of its head? What are we fucking doing? It's a night helmet. It's just like a- No, it's... Yeah, night helmets with their, like, three-foot-long horn and like, that's like a handle. I mean, it's very ornate. It's, it's not any different than, the, like, the various tall geeses having, like, different, like, weird fucking, like, heraldry things going on with the helmets. But they look like actual heraldry things, and again, not like a lever that lifts a gate in a dungeon. I just like the shape. I'm sorry, like, even as someone who likes this design, I think this is less egregious than something like the tall geese flugel. Okay, now hang on. What's egregious about the Talkies flugel? I hate the flugels thing. That's like the least, my least favorite part of the flugel is that stupid fucking head thing. That's my least favorite part of the damn thing. All right. Well, either way, there's no look. There's no arguing the taste thing here, because we, we will. We are we are both immovable objects when it comes to our mecha taste. Um, I like this one though, personally. But either way. I like the Vidar. Or I like the Kamaras family in general. I think the first Kamaras is my least favorite, but otherwise, I like it. All right. Uh, now for the end of this, uh, I'm going to pull up because I have the mechanical works for IBO, so I can do a deep dive on all these designs, and we can look at like the original versions of them because some of them are different. Um, for instance, and I will link these to you. Um, here is. The first pass at the Camaris. Very different in color and its style. It reminds me of that um, weird sniper suit from Victory with the head. Yeah, I also kind of like it more because, again, the head... I don't mind that it has the tall hat. I just mind the thing at the top of the head is what I've learned. Uh, and this one doesn't have the, like the weird thing on the top of the head. So I like it more. <laughs> Um, now, the worst of all worlds, luckily they didn't go with this design. This was the second pass at doing a Camaris. Uh, and I, I hate this thing's slick back hair. The slick back hair is a gross look. This is a nightmarish machine. I also think the lance they went with looks cooler than this one. Yeah. Um. Then, What's the name of the suit I'm thinking of, though? Just for folks at home. Uh, the Zazanic? The Zanuck, yes, yeah. it is the Zanuck. Uh, also, uh, looking at the Zanuck and remembering that despite the similarities, I really dislike the Zanuck. But... Oh, see, I love the Zanuck also. Oh, god yeah. damn it. That's what we historically disagree on. But Oh, wait, do we? I couldn't remember. <laughs> we mm -hmm. got that one. Uh, here's the, uh, here's like the early art. Some of this is on the wiki, but here's the early art of the um, Kamar's Trooper. Um, which uh, you can see the chest open and all that. Not not actually too different from the final design. It looks like uh, under the tail is like a giant fan, like even more so than the original or than the uh, the final, which is kind of funny. It's just got this giant like turbine under there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Now the earliest Vidar is interesting because it's pretty similar to the final, other than it colors the face blue, which I'm glad they didn't go with actually because I don't like the blue face at all. I don't know why. It throws off everything on the design for me, having the face blue. I like the final version better, but I don't dislike this myself. It's weird. Oh. I don't know why the face bugs me so much, but, like... And normally I like when the face contrasts, like, color-wise. It's just, for whatever reason, 
the blue on the face weirds me out here. Um, hmm. Otherwise, the rest of the design is pretty spot on to the final one. And then um, I feel like his uh, Kamaris Vidar original art is a bit more evocative of doing the Ein thing because it is kind of more on just doing the black. Yeah. Um, and the shields are also black, uh, interestingly. Um, he also goes for a different lance design in the original art here. Um, the original uh, uh, lance has grenade launchers instead of Dyneslave launchers, and it has Gatling guns on the shields instead of uh, the uh, Dyneslave, uh, like the drives, the driver things. Uh, it still and has the same like, war crimes saber. for everyone. Which, you know, uh, and then also, enough. well, it doesn't even use those in the anime. Is the thing though. I know, I know, but you know, you gotta, you just gotta keep it in your pocket. Fair enough. Um, it also has, uh, finally, the drill on the original one would have popped out a little too, like it would have been able to like extend. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was so it would have like final. kind of like combination like pile bunker, which yeah. makes sense, kind of tying in with the gray sign. I. Let me see. I think that, yeah, that's it for um that though. But in the future, when we do these IBO episodes, if we get to others, uh, let me tell you, there are some wild fucking originals here. Like just as a preview, do you remember the Hugo from IBO? I do not remember the Hugo. Well, you'll recognize it on the bottom there. Look at the original version of it. Completely different design. There's other ones like that too, where they're just huh. basically different, entirely different designs. Actually, that bottom art is different from the final two, but we'll we'll talk about that in the Hugo episode at some point. Um, yeah, uh, this is a fun art book. It has lots of uh, early art in it. Um, I wish more Gundam books like did this, especially for older series. Um, anyway. All right. Anyway. That's it, though. That is all. Uh, who is this request by, by the way? I don't think we said. Oh, Gosh, thank you. I completely forgot. This is a request from Spongy Cloud from the Abnormal Mapping Discord. Oh, hey! I know that name. I've spoken to Spongy Cloud, so I know this. I don't, like, personally know them, but, you know, I've talked with them. I mean, I can't believe you'd say that after going to their wedding. It's really fucked up. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Um, alright. <laughs> alright. Uh, six? Yes. Where can people find you and your work on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar S I X D E T T M A R. Uh, you can also find me work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Dylan, where can people find you? You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com as well as on co-host. Um, I haven't been posting on either place that much. I just haven't been posting mood. I'm still tired. I don't know. We talked about that last week too, but I'm just tired. <laughs> um, so I haven't been posting a ton. I went on a small tear today about random old video games, like I always do. But like, that's just repeats. Um. Oh, mm -hmm. I, did, I guess I did post the Daryl Bald I got. That was a fun build. Anyway, <laughs> that's that though. It's a really fun build. <laughs> Okay, I, I do need to have this little ramble, because fuck it. We've been here an hour and 34 minutes. I'm going to just quickly have this. I have the problem now, though, where high grades are too streamlined. As in, it has inner pieces. It's a fun build. Like, when you see how everything works, it's really fun. Like, um, the way the arms are built. Like, the forearms are only made of two pieces. 
uh, and the way you get the inner piece in is you actually plug it into the uh, upper arm, and then when you plug the forearm in, it actually locks it into the forearm, and then when you pull out the forearm, it just stays in there. It's really cool. Like, a lot of really good engineering. I built that Darabald and lined it and everything, and, like, sanded down parts, and I got it done in, like, three hours, basically. And I'm like, no, I want more, though. It was so fun, but I want more. And that is my complaint about modern, uh, uh, modern, like, high grades of, like, damn, I really like the engineering and stuff. It has the stuff I like on even more complex robots, but unfortunately it gets done so quickly. And, you know. What can you do? You can simply buy more plastic robot models, is what Bandai would say. They should pay me for that. They should fucking pay for storage. They should pay for us. Assholes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, you, know what, you know what clears up on storage? Building your backlogs, folks. I don't no, know if you have you, a backlog. You can't... I, of course I do. I have a gigantic one. No, because they take up way more space displayed unless you just want to shove them in a box in the closet, which I don't want to do. I just... Don't they? Don't the boxes take up more space? I guess you can keep boxes on the floor. But, well, yeah, and like you can keep boxes in places. It's display space versus storage space is right, a very right. different calculation. That's fair. Benefit to being in the big attic room is I have a big room for big robot or for lots of robots. Um, oh, that I, I have a pretty of, small room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> look. Over on MAHQ, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've uh, caught up uh, content through uh, Season 1 of Witch from Mercury, uh, done some uh, Guren's Greed stuff, uh, some more variations, like like some uh, B-Club magazine. Actually, I need um, to look at the Guren's Greed section, because I'm curious. <laughs> I'm check that out. And, uh, of course, this episode is going up on uh, Wednesday, the 25th of January, which, of course, means that tomorrow, Thursday, the 26th, is... Gundam at MHQ recording live on Twitch at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I gotta be honest with you, Dylan. I'm pretty upset about a dumb thing. What are you upset about? I was looking for quotes, right? Yeah. And I found some, right? But one, people aren't quoting Galio that much. Um, I guess he didn't say that many cool things. It's fair. Um... But I had one. I was like, okay, I can use this. And then I was looking at TV Tropes because they have a quotes page. Uh-huh. And there are two sections. There's main series, which has uh, six quotes, none of them from Galio, right? Okay. And there's a section called Other. What is the other? Wait, what? What is the other? What other it's is literally, It's literally YouTube comments on videos of this show. What the fuck is wrong with you? What is TV Why are you doing? citing YouTube comments as quotes from the show? Could you imagine if, like... Uh, I hope no one planned on doing this. Could you imagine if, like, we were used to, like, as a quote on somewhere? I would be mad that someone quoted me on, like, something official like that, because that'd be weird. I mean, if you want to quote me as, like, if you wanted to put out a model kit and you wanted to start doing ads where people are like, this design's really good, you can quote me. Oh, yeah, fine but, with but, that. but, like, if... But if you want to, if you TV, put... Could you imagine going on the Gundam Wiki one day and we look at an article of a suit we covered and there was a quote from us? I'd be angry. 
Um, I think it'd be way funnier if someone took like one of my dumb tweets, like, oh, it's a quote about it's it's the wiki page for Tole from uh, from Seed, and it's like, yeah, he loved the piano. <laughs> What? Why are you doing this? I hate that I forgot that that was Tole, even though like no, no, this is this is a tweet I made. Oh, I know. Um, No, I'm just saying. I just remembered like the other day in the AM Discord, someone posted the picture of Tole, like you know the one where he's like Kira's looking at him in first person and his head looks all fucked up because they did a fish reverse fish eye thing, mm -hmm. and my brain was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, that's not (laughs) Cuzzy Buzzkirk. I remember (laughs) Cuzzy. Like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, all oh, right, that's Toll. I, I've seen the image of his head getting decapitated like 50 billion times, but I couldn't remember what he looked like when we just saw him in any other frame. Uh. <laughs> I'm just going to read my tweet now. This is what you've done. It's a pretty good tweet, uh, to be fair. I do think it's a pretty good one. Uh, <clears throat> I like to think that Kira has heard people talk about Nickel dying so much it's supplanted Tole in his memory. He tries to remember Tole and goes, damn, he loved the piano. <laughs> I... <laughs> sorry. That is funny, though. <laughs> Kira didn't have any friends. All those people hated him. It's pretty much true. They liked that he was keeping them alive, Which mostly. I, I wanna... Sometimes they didn't like that. <laughs> like, 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 does Kira... T- does Kira's character popularity tap into, like, the, the psyche of the otaku where they're like, damn, all these people hate me, actually, for my genius. I'm also going to steal one of the, the, I'm going to steal this guy's girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's in the fucking shack by the sea in fucking, uh, in, in the beginning of Destiny, is he was like, man, uh, you know, I, like, hey, I don't really want to go friends. home. He had friends, <laughs> and instead he's retired to a sack, shack by the fucking sea. Is it like, is it like Lacus's or- orphanage or he whatever? Was, he was like, Cuzzy, can I crash with you for a bit while I find a new place? And he's like, sorry, I really don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Calls Sai, thinks about calling Sai, and then goes, eh, maybe not. Uh, yes, yes, Sai's on the phone, he's like, absolutely, you can definitely cra-. And he turns his head and he sees his new girlfriend, he's like, actually, sorry, never mind. <laughs> looks I know at, how this goes. Looks at that ridiculous, like, picture board of him and all of his friends with screen caps from the first show. <laughs> uh, nightmare. I'm glad our hatred of Gundam Sea could bring us back together after we argued about the Kimaras Vidar. <laughs> I'm glad. The the great uniter in all things is disliking Gundam Seed. Uh, Indeed. What the fuck was our quote? I don't know anymore. Peace. Peace.